Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the fighting. Welcome listeners to another episode of The Extra Inch. My name is Wendy and I'm joined by our tactics guy Nathan A. Clark. Hello Nathan. Hello Wendy. And we might have Bardi joining us at some point. Um, he's he's doing something with family. What a loser. What, what what's, what's he thinking? Spurs have been playing tonight and Bardi's not been watching because he's been with family. Uh, he might join us, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. If he, if he does, it'll be mid-pod. Um, <laughs> we're just going to get straight into it. We've just watched the Spurs-Watford match. Um, and yeah, there's some, there's a, a, a bit of jubilation after a late Fernando Llorente winner. Nathan, how how do you feel about that game? <laughs> yeah, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna carry the same energy of our other sort of post victory <laughs> podcast because that was not a good game to watch. Obviously, I'm glad we won, um, and it sort of changes the tone a little bit. But like, yeah, I I I really struggled to pay even attention in the second half. It, it didn't feel, and I think it's true to say that some of our recent performances have been similar. It didn't feel like Pochettino's Tottenham. No, uh, I think that's a good point. I feel point. like we've sort of sacrificed some of his ideals um, to to bring in Urente. And I tweeted that during the game that I feel like he's he's given up on the philosophy that he's stuck to pretty rigidly for four years in order to shoehorn in a player who doesn't seem suited. And yet tonight, he's got a goal and an assist. He's basically won us that game. What, what did you make of Llorente? Because he's the big talking point tonight, really. Yeah, with regards to sort of changing our style for him, I'm not I'm not totally 100% on that myself. We definitely changed style over this season. Sort of a, a couple of months ago, we, we changed to a more direct play due to our issues in midfield and the talent we have up front. And then obviously that's less so the case when we're starting Llorente. So we can't just sort of send it forward and, and leave the, the forwards to make things happen. I do feel that we've actually stepped back a little bit into a more of our possession and control style, although we're not doing that obviously as well. Um, and with regards to being cross-heavy, yes, we're probably crossing it more because of our target man, but I think also quite likely is we're crossing it more because we're just we're not finding the other options as well because we're not as as um, littered with creative talent and, and the ability to control in order to access the middle. So um, I, I don't think it's as simple a case as, well, we've got a target man, so let's just lump it at him for 90 minutes, even if it kind of feels that way watching it. I think you make I think you make some good points. Um, Delhi being out is a is a big problem. 
Uh, I think obviously Kane is an obvious loss. We know what we're missing with with Kane. He does a bit of everything. He's such a good all-round footballer. But Delhi gives us extra support in pockets of space that without him no one else fills so you end up in a position where fullbacks sometimes feel they have to cross because if they don't cross then they end up passing it right back to the centre backs and we're starting again from the base um so I get it I do I I get what you're saying there what what did you make of Llorente's performance though Nathan overall uh I mean yeah he he got the assist and he got the winner didn't he so um the, the is that job done though is it good enough to say he got a goal he got an assist that's his job done in a way i think so because you we sort of know what we're getting from Lorente now and we can't say oh Lorente sort of needs to you know run more than he's physically capable of and and be creative in ways that we know he's not and if all he can give us is a goal and assist, we have to take that and accept that and 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 mould our game around that. So look, I'm not I'm not pleased with him. I'm not excited about him. I don't enjoy him being on the pitch, but I don't think I can be upset with him when he's he's done his job and and his goal return isn't terrible. You you have to give him that. I think I agree. I do. I think I agree. Um, but that doesn't stop me being a bit annoyed with Pochettino. And I'll tell you why. I I felt. After Kane got injured, I was obviously upset about that. But I felt like we could manage that um, through playing... At the time, I said Lamella, Eriksen and Deli uh, as a front three. And of course, then Deli got injured. So it's not been quite as simple as, as doing that. But I still feel like we've had players in the team that could have played in more advanced roles, meaning we didn't have to start Llorente these past four games. Um, and I feel as though, as a team, we'd have been better. I feel like we've done, we've got more out of those four matches than we did with Urente up front. I feel as though he's at that phase now where he's he's a bit like Soldado towards the end, where he sort of he looks apologetic almost in his body language and yeah. in the way he behaves. It's like he knows he can't handle it anymore. He knows he's a shadow of his former self. And, and that's no, there's no, there's no disgrace in that. He's an aging striker. He's what is he? Thirty three, prob- probably nearly thirty four. Um, and we've got an elite level squad, and he just doesn't quite fit in. He can't move as quickly as others um, physically, but also mentally. Um, he he's just not quite on their level, and it's really tough to watch a player who used to be really good not be that good anymore, and, and struggling internally to come to terms with that. And I feel that Pochettino's put him in quite a difficult position. And it, it's, it's sort of been watching him suffer. He's missed so many great chances. Um, the Fulham game was particularly embarrassing for him, I felt. Um, but the one he need over the bar tonight was just absolutely shameful. Um, but I just felt sorry. I just felt sorry for him more than anything. Am I talking nonsense? Could, no, no, could no. Poch have managed this differently? No, no. I maybe I, I want. I'll come back to that. But just because you're talking about Lucas, be uh, Lucas Lorente being old now, um, I watched. Um, 2011's uh, draw between Athletic Bilbao and Barcelona and Lorente was really incredible in that game he had so much energy his pressing was fantastic he brought others into play so well he was you know he was the first to the ball um, so it's not like he you know he's some sort of myth and we he was never good because he certainly was um, it just goes to show you know the way your athletic ability just affects every facet of your game, and that's why players retire, at, you know, before they get to thirty-five, because it just it just leaves you. In the, and Lorente is showing us just how much it really can do that. Um, 
regards to sort of could Pochettino have handled it differently I think Lorente can still score a late winner if he comes off the bench and I think that um, we can possibly you know play better earlier on in the game and still get that goal out of him and it means that again his limitations are almost entirely athletic so if he only has to do what he has to do in a 30 minute period that means he can sort of you know go beyond the light saunter more than a couple of times in that period. I totally agree with that. The, the only thing, the only arguments against that are the fact that he hasn't actually scored coming off the bench for us yet, which I was quite surprised to hear. Sure. Uh, he's only scored when he started, and he did actually cover over ten k in the um, in the Watford game this evening, which I was quite surprised. At. I guess it's because he's got a long stride, so he covers ground fairly quickly. Um, and the sprints, seven sprints, is kind of average. It's fine uh i was quite surprised to see that he covered more than 10k because my perception of watching him is that he just stands up front doesn't really move a great deal and i think it's because it's that kind of the the box movement that's disappointing with yes, him now it's he the short distance very static very very static it makes it very hard to receive passes into him um it's that kind of when, when you hear people say that strikers are hiding it feels sometimes that he's not hi- he, that he's hiding and he doesn't want to receive the ball, um, or he doesn't create a platform to receive the ball and, and lay it off to others. He puts himself in a position where the only way the ball will come to him is if everything is perfect. If the ball is flighted to him at the perfect angle, the perfect height, um, and, and with the perfect pace, then he'll produce something. Having said that, the, the header he produced tonight was great. Really, really good header. Um, and I was, I must admit, having slagged him for the whole game, I was, I was really pleased. That, I was really pleased for him. Really, really pleased for him to get that header. And his reaction running over to Pochettino was great. Um, okay, I'm going to stop talking about your internet now because it feels, <laughs> it, it feels a bit sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, if an offer came in for him on deadline day and he went, I wouldn't be upset. Son came back tonight earlier than expected. Um, he looked great, didn't he? He certainly did. Uh, so yeah, he, he mentioned to, I think the Korean media or, or sort of Asian cup media that he was physically empty after Korea were, um, knocked out the Asian cup. Um, and Pochettino sort of reasserted the meaning of that on his press press conference the other day, and said that that was his sort of his emotional reaction to the circumstances of of his team getting knocked out, rather than a statement on his fitness. And that was largely backed up by Son's performance today. So yeah, and it's great to have him back. Obviously, we're missing so much of our talent up front. He really, I felt like he really gave a lot of himself to tonight's game as well, Son. You know, he's it's not just the the matches that he's played in quick succession, it's the travelling as well, it's the emotional turmoil of your your you being the captain of your team, then being unexpectedly knocked out. He came back and he just he was chasing lost causes, he was running in behind, he was putting himself about like I've rarely seen. It really felt like he was trying to um repay a debt to Spurs fans for, for leaving us. And I was yeah, I was I was really happy with his performance. He was um certainly one of the, the brightest stars in the um in the Watford match and his goal was really emphatic it was it was lovely lovely finish from Sonny delighted to have him back and um yeah just very relieved to have him back as well let's talk a little bit about the um the other games that we've we, that have happened since we last recorded as well I, I guess let's start with Palace that wasn't a 2-0 game right uh y- yes and no I think that when your two greatest chances fall to Trippier and Nkudu, you sort of have to look a little beyond the expected goals metric um, and and probably not get too upset about luck in that regard. 
I felt as though we played quite well in the second half against Palace and didn't get the rub of the green. So in this game, we, we had a catastrophic first half, right? Yeah. We, we, we were disorganised. None of the players looked fully motivated. Um, we, we, we parachuted in um, Oliver Skip into midfield and Kyle Walker-Peters into the left left um, back role, which he, he's played before, but he's clearly unsuited to it. He wants to come inside and he's right every time. With it, we also had GK and Kudu on the left wing. And honestly, he's one of the worst players I've seen in the last 10 years at Spurs. He's just shocking. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I did come away thinking we should have got something out of the game. So Walker-Peters made that dreadful decision to give away the penalty. The, the ball's coming over. Wickham's going to be left with a free header at the back post. He kind of tries... I don't know, is he trying to wave a hand to put him off? And it That's what the hand? pundits were saying. I, I, I do wonder if... I mean, you know, I haven't played elite professional football, so I guess on this topic I, I should sort of go with what they're saying. But that seemed to me like Genius was coming up with an excuse, which I which I thank him for for doing. Um, I'm not convinced that's what that was, but that I you guess think he just wanted to clear the ball with, with any part of his body he could. Yeah, and I think like on an unconscious level, I don't think he went. Yeah. Oh, I handball this. I try to get away. I just think you you're so desperate. You you're yeah. so mentally committed to clearing the ball. You end up doing something that you you realize is a foul. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, a really stupid thing for him to do regardless. Very frustrating, yeah. um, given that, you know, we've been so impressed with him previously. He, he kind of, you feel as though anytime he gets a chance, he has to take it. And he very much didn't do that in that moment. But in the second half, I thought we really turned it around. Lamella came on and Lamella gets a lot of criticism amongst Spurs fans for being unproductive, frustrating, giving the ball away a lot. I thought Lamella was great. He wanted the ball and he tried things at every opportunity. Um with a lot of players around him who, who weren't helping that. Um, and I, th- I thought we deserved more from that second half, at least a goal. Trippier missed a penalty, obviously, which doesn't help, but uh, I don't know. I was left I was left frustrated and I was left feeling that Poch was a little unlucky on that one. What did you make of Lamella's performance? Uh, mixed. Not great. It's not been... A, I, I do think he did well tonight, um, and I, I'll come back to that again in a second, uh, but it's not been the best week for him generally. Um mm. But yeah, so you mentioned the sort of first half, second half contrast of the Palace game and, and we also looked at the same in, against Watford's, or at least late on. And I, I'm just thinking, people love to say that Bochino doesn't have a plan B, but so many times this season there's been a tweak of shape or personnel 
and especially considering what options he has had for those circumstances, we've had a lot of late comebacks and 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 late entering into a, a sort of a period of control this season. I think that the the idea that Poch can't tweak things is a myth that needs to die now. And we saw the same thing in the Chelsea game too, yes. which we we watched together. Um, you know, at half time it felt a bit hopeless, right? We we were kind of all thinking this is this is bad, it's going to get worse. And actually, is it? We could take a lot of pride from that second half, half performance against Chelsea, I thought. Definitely. Um, T turned to me and said, what can we do? And I just said, you know, accept that we're going out, make peace with the fact that we're going out. Um, and then I had to apologise once we scored. Um, so, yeah, the, the, again, the fact that we were able to to have any kind of comeback, and I know it didn't work out in the end, but the fact that we were able to have any kind of comeback through our changing of shape to go as, as bold as we did with, with going at three at the back to push our wing backs up against their full backs to close them down because they were being so vital for Chelsea early in possession. Um, you know, Pochettino was getting so, so much out of such a, a, a tepid squad. Um, it, it's just credit to him again. It is. And his, his, um, his behaviour in these past seven to 10 days has been really unusual. I think he's, He's been unusually emotional in press conferences from from everything I've read from Alistair Gold, Dan Kilpatrick and uh, the Spurs beat reporters. He, he seems to, I mean, the, the cup comments almost, almost speak for themselves. So he, 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 he essentially called cups an ego trip, um, which was unexpected. That I wasn't expecting him to go that far. So, so I've got I've got to jump in there because he did sort of uh, come back uh, for his most recent press conference and say I didn't mean ego in the way that you understand. I think that there's sort of a um, a cultural thing there, and he just mean he didn't mean like an ego trip. He's not sort of belittling people who chase trophies. Okay, he's, he's okay, that, that makes more sense. Yeah, he's, I think he's saying that you know that's that's a short term reward, and it's not that he doesn't want those or he's not going to try and get those. Not like it doesn't mean anything to him. And he pointed to, you know, the number of times we've been in semi-finals recently. He's just saying, um, yeah, it's a more of a short-term thing than a than a, a long-term thing. Yes, I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I quite, I'm not sure. I quite buy his. Uh... <laughs> so, so basically, he he does seem to throw the cups, right? I mean, these team selections, there there are ways of managing um, rotation, and and the, and and they are you either rotate fully with the cups and you sacrifice the cups or you do a little rotation regularly across all competitions and that's that's probably what I would prefer him to do more so if we're going to play Oliver Skip then play him with your 10 best players in one of your league games if you're going to play Kyle Walkers play him with 9 10 best players in, in a league game don't throw Skip Walker Peters and Kudu in at the same time in a cup game because <laughs> With fans that are already a little sensitive about how you how you you know inverted commas disrespect cup competitions, so I'm not sure I quite buy the argument that he's fully committed to cups. Um, although, yeah, I fully take your point that uh, yeah, the the ego thing may have been a, a miscommunication or a, a misinterpretation of what he was actually trying to put across there. But he, have you felt that he's been behaving differently? Uh, it's been the second transfer window in a row where, at the beginning or before it, he said. Tottenham need to do things differently. We need to change how we're doing things. We need to invest. Um, you know, obviously around the sort of the time of the the links with him to the United job, there was a strong suggestion that sort of if they if we wanted him to stay, we needed to make it worth his while. And then at the end of the summer, and also now at the end of the general transfer window, he says, you know, um, 
I I I love to be here and I have to, I understand the circumstances and I, I relish the challenge. Um, so that is weird again that we've gone through that cycle once more. What's going wrong with our um, football club? Yeah. What's going wrong with the transfer side of it? And and you know why can't we? Why can't we? Why can't we buy players? <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. Um, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to say other clubs seem to have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C lined up. Why can't it just be that simple for Spurs? Why don't we have a scouting department that identifies a type of player, three players within that type that are get you know at least one of which is is it definitely gettable, and then just go out and get that deal done? What's what's going wrong there? Um. I certainly believe in that that transfer philosophy, and I have expressed many times my annoyance with Tottenham not taking a, a more clearly uh, or uh, analytical perspective upon transfers and doing things that way, and saying, "Okay, this is the top guy; he's out of reach. Here's the second guy. Okay, we tried for him and it failed. Here's the third guy." Um, I'm also sympathetic to um, some of the things that Pochettino has said publicly is that we're not looking for just a body. We're not looking for just mm-hmm. someone to, to fill a gap. We're only interested in players if they can improve our squad, improve our team and, and match the level of players we have here. And I, I do absolutely get that and, and respect that and understand that. Um, I just believe that there are, are players out there mm-hmm. and I've dedicated so much of my um my channel into identifying those players and I believe that Tottenham can do the same. I mean I, I fully agree with that, but also <laughs> there is the simple fact that we're shedding players as well. So we're gonna to get to the point where we don't have enough players to be able to put out a squad without yeah. just randomly throwing in untested Academy players. <laughs> it's 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 somewhat baffling. So we, we, we recognise that there is there are players in our squad who who no longer fit who perhaps never fitted, it's never quite worked out, we need to get a shot of them, and Kudu's one of them, is probably still one of them, um, Wanyama at this point, sadly, looks like he's one of them, Vincent Janssen is certainly one. But if we sell all those players, <laughs> we're struggling to make an 18. Uh, I don't know. There, there's there's got to be there's got to be a middle ground. I here. think that the club are thinking more long term than that, and and saying, look, we're we're probably safe for top four this season. What happens between now and the summer isn't going to dramatically change the future of our club. Okay, we as fans are going to say, well, what about Pochettino leaving? But let's say the club know for sure that he's not, and they're saying we can get through with a, a weak squad into the summer if we think about things more long term and don't panic and don't buy our third or fourth choice player just because we're scared right this second and I again I'm that's a view if that is the one that they're taking that I am sympathetic to because we we should be looking more long term rather than going help we haven't got any players and buying players as a result of injury I think yeah is can be a, a problematic way of doing things. Yeah, I mean, you're making me feel a bit better about things. The downside of that, I suppose, is that in the summer, we're probably going to have additional problems because, well, certainly Alderweireld's going to leave and, you know, it's starting to look like Ericsson might follow him. Yeah. So so there'll be, in a way, bigger fish to fry because they're two of our, what, five best players? Um, <laughs> we've got to try and replace them as well as fill other holes in the squad. So... Yeah, these these I, I, problems stack up, don't they? Because the problems stack up if you take this long term approach. But it's not just that; it's I, I kind of hoped from the summer that 
maybe we were trying for players and they weren't quite available or it didn't quite come off for whatever reason so you know maybe when the window opens in January we'll go back in for those players we tried for in the summer um that's obviously not been the case or if it has been the case they're not available again for whatever reason maybe we just literally maybe it is a case that Levy just won't pay the money <laughs> maybe he is as stingy as um the Levy out brigade wants to believe I don't know the other suggestion oh, is that we are scouting these players, we are bidding for these players, and then we're taking them to Pochettino, and Pochettino is turning them down. Um, that's a growing suggestion, rumour. It's been around a while. Mm. And, I mean, I can't for sure say that it's not the case, but I I couldn't understand why. Pochettino, at the very least, seems to have a good grasp of the talent inside his squad. So I don't know why he would be, you know turning down good players for no clear reason <laughs> oh man i mean i'm not going to go on any more about uh, the transfer window because sure. I, I i think it's, it's the 30th of january at the time of recording by the time most people listen to this the window will have closed and we'll, we'll know either way what's happened probably nothing in terms of incomings um i i, I actually we've won tonight and i, I feel i feel deflated <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not great, is it? I, you know, that as Poch, you know, likes to say himself, it's a symptom of our growth and our progression that the circumstances change and and a win feels like ordinary and and in a way, it's a shame that's the case. But that is, you know, that's been the case for the most successful teams. You know, um, essentially, what we need, what on. we need is is now Son's back. We need a couple of games where it's just a nice routine win, a couple of routine wins where we look really, really good. And we get the confidence back, it, and not just amongst the fan base, but within the players, because I feel like the players have certainly lost a bit of belief over these past four matches, and we need we need them to be bubbly and feeling like they're just going to be able to roll over whoever turns up at Wembley, um, and that'd be Borussia Dortmund in three games' time. Sorry, what were you going to say before, Nate? I was just going to say that I think that um, where you actually are doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're um, Man United or you're... you're um, Fleetwood Town it doesn't matter what level you're at all that matters is the direction you're going in and while it is incredibly great that we've grown as we have done over the last few years when you feel that you are stagnating when you feel you're standing still or when you feel that a win at home or at Wembley to a decent mid-table upper mid-table team is but without a good performance not an especially great thing yeah it's it's a symptom of where we are and 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 all the matters is where you're moving and we're not moving in a good direction at the moment even with a win yeah 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 sorry if this has been downbeat (laughs) listeners um when we spoke earlier i (laughs) this this wasn't what we had in mind was it (laughs) we we wanted to make people feel a bit better about the last four games it it will get better harry kane will return from injury in seoul delhi and we will win games and we'll win games in style again eventually it's just it's just a it's just frustrating to watch right now yeah um because we we know we're capable of more um yeah i feel like let's for the next podcast let's try and think of three reasons to be cheerful um because otherwise people are going to unsubscribe yeah i like that that's good we'll do that (laughs) right mate thanks for the chat anyway it's been good fun um i hope people aren't aren't too switched off by our negativity uh but but yeah it, it is what it is right now um the main thing is we've got the got the result and let's hope we win a couple more in a, in a more fluent style um and, and we feel a, a bit more cheerful as a fan base cheers nathan good to speak to you nice one mate take care thanks for listening bye
Oh, that was really interesting, mate. Yeah.